Welcome to the Faith is Not Blind podcast. I'm Sarah Devonier, and I'm here with Kate Barker, who is Sister Barker. She is a set-apart missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She's actually the first set-apart missionary that we have had on our podcast. That's so, exciting. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so congratulations awesome. on being the Thank first. Thank you. Um, Kate's going to talk to us about her faith journey, and, and what's so wonderful about Kate is she is honest and yet cheerful. And I, I love that about her. We, when we talk about the real and the ideal and, and how to make sure that we're seeing both, I think Kate does that very well. Um, sure. And so let's start out by, by talking about when you were a little girl growing up in the church in Utah, what was your expectation of what a testimony would be and how, how did you kind of see your testimony developing within that expectation? Yeah, that's a great question. I honestly, when I was younger, thought that a testimony was something that once you got it, it was like a little present wrapped up in a box. You took it with you and you're good to go. And I just remember hearing people bear their testimonies in sacrament meeting like they got it. They got it. They got one. Good. Good for them. They got one. Um, but then as I got older, I realized that that is not at all true. That is. Uh, you never arrive at a testimony. You're constantly building it. It's not a present wrapped box. It's a house you're building and you continue yeah. to do remodeling and refurbishing and it's not something that you arrive and get and good, I got it, I'm done. Yeah. Like, so definitely as a little girl, I thought, okay, well, once I have my testimony, that's it. Yeah. So, so, so let's talk about when you're, I love talking about building the house of a testimony. So on the ground floor of your testimony, so, so when it was yours, um, when could you share an ex, a little experience about maybe when you first felt the spirit? Um, because we can talk about what to do with it once you have it, but yeah. or or once you once you realize, oh, a seed has been planted. How did you know you you at least believed and had faith? Did you have an experience yeah. or what, what did it look like? Yeah, so kind of my first experience where I felt yeah. something that was true. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was in probably second grade, I was in my elementary school PE class and we had those little scooters, you know, the multicolored rainbow yes, ones where you I scoot do. across the floor. And I remember my dad came into the gym and I was like, why is my dad in my elementary PE class? And he said, we're going to the hospital, mom is there and your brother is born. And so I was so excited. This was my youngest brother, Max, that we were going to go meet. And we got to the hospital and I remember I got to hold him first. I, was, I felt so special. I have an older sister and so I thought she would be the one to hold him first, but I got to hold him first. We sat on the couch and I just remember we sang to him, I am a child of God and I felt yeah, that's true. That's he was just there. This little baby was just there. This that's true. I just remember feeling, yeah, yeah he is a child of God, and I am too. Oh, I and so that, that was my very first moment of okay. Like I think I understand what all these primary songs saying. <laughs> okay, I feel it now. Yeah. So that was probably my first experience. I I love too how you're making a little distinction between this is true and this is the truth. Oh yeah, and that 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 maybe you know, as you talk about developing a testimony, developing faith, there's a difference between I know the truth and I know this thing is true. So you're holding your brother, you're feeling the spirit, you're, you are holding the plan of salvation in your arms yeah. and, and, and feeling it. As you started to get older, um, 
especially you know with that expectation that it is the testimony is a little present that you get to keep and protect and make sure it doesn't change um what happened as you got into high school with your understanding of what faith and the testimony were that that maybe started to change some of this this simplicity of that childlike experience with your baby brother. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think I began to really take my questioning to the why. Not not what is this? Yes, this is the plan of salvation. Yes, yes, but the why. And when when I was in high school, I feel like that's a very pivotal time to question that in all aspects of your life. Uh, do I like being a ballroom dancer? Yes, I do. Why? Okay, so then I figured that out. You're, you're forming your identity still, especially in those high school years. And do I like being on student council? Well, I do and I don't. So maybe I won't do it next year. And do I like being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I do, but why? Why do I like it here? Why, why do I keep coming here? And while I was having those questions, I began to feel a little bit distant from God because I wasn't getting the direct answers. Mm. Um, this child is a child of God. Yes, we know the what, but why? The why is behind it. So I think, I think that's really where I began to start feeling a, a, a challenge um, yeah. with, with my faith. I think it's so fascinating that you're connecting this sort of questions with your faith with other aspects of your life to, to say, okay, when I'm having questions about my faith, maybe part of it is developmental. Like Absolutely. I'm at a certain age, like you said, high school students have a lot of questions. College students have a lot of questions. So if I have questions about the church, is am I just having questions about the church or does that relate to maybe everything going on in my life. What, what would you say to that? Oh, I'd say absolutely. I'd say absolutely. And um, I believe that we are mentally, spiritually, and physically, those aspects of our life are all so connected. And as yeah. you get older, those things will continue developing and changing. And so I absolutely think that our faith is interconnected with the other aspects of our yeah. life. And as we question those things. Yeah, because it would be, I mean, especially if you're, if you're questioning and having these whys about the church and other things to say, you know, I don't like student council. I don't think I'll do that anymore. I don't like how I feel at church. I don't think I'll do that anymore. Um, what take us into what it felt like for you during that time to be at church and, and how it felt, what you were thinking and, um, just take us into that. Oh time. yeah, for sure. So during that time, I actually was called to be on the seminary council mm -hmm. of my high school seminary. And I remember when I went in for that interview with my stake president, he said, we want to extend a calling to you. Will you serve on the seminary council? And I accepted the calling and I remember going home and I was excited that I had gotten asked to do that, but I felt like I was being hypocritical because I'm like, you just called me to bear my testimony to all my peers at seminary and be this example of scriptures and all these things and I don't even actually know if I believe that right now and so coming to church and going to seminary and I don't know if saying that I was being hypocritical is the right terms but that's kind of how I felt it's like this isn't I'm not even understanding this right now and I'm struggling and so I don't feel like I can be that force of strength for other people right now yeah well the expectation that anyone could be living anything perfectly in religion or out of religion, I mean, that's 
it's an impossible standard. Absolutely. Um, and so in, in that way, we, none of us can live up to that standard. And I, right. and I and it's important, I think, to be able to see that in ourselves and maybe others too. Yes. That's, that's an impossible standard. Yes. I can't expect that for myself or anyone else. Um, as you were having these questions and maybe not feeling so great about um, your standing in the church, can you, again, share a little moment where, you know, if, if we were making a film of this, and what would the scene be where it, that sort of illustrates this is what the moment of crisis felt like, or this is when it, it was? Yeah, so you're saying when did it kind of reach its point? Yeah, like, and maybe that's is... not fair to share with the world when it was hardest for you. <laughs> but, but I think that that will help other people, if they're there now, especially what, when, when you were the least certain, what did that feel like? Was there a specific moment? Yeah, you, you feel like you're kind of floating in this nebula, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that makes sense. I, I just felt disconnection, honestly, from, from God, even from my family, because I was like, they're all so into something that I'm not feeling right now. Yeah. Like, they're all let's do our come follow me study and let's go to church and everything. And I was just like, I don't know right now. And so that it felt like I was disconnected from everything, which yeah. was really, really hard and scary yeah. for me because well, it's like all the things that I thought my life was going towards was like, maybe I'm not doing that right now, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that because there's someone right now feeling that way about the yeah. church or about their family. And that that idea of uncertainty being something that maybe we're not alone in. Absolutely. That's gonna help someone. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate you giving that, that vivid description of sort of disconnection. How did you get through that? And I don't I don't want to imply that it, it it's this is how it was, and it's all better now. Right, right, but, because but it's a journey. How, how did you keep going? Because it would have been easy to quit. To quit. I, I don't like this. I'm not going to do it. Obviously, you're wearing a missionary name tag. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know there's at least a happily, if not a happily ever after, a happily ever now, because you're, you have now. that name tag. But what helped get you through that? What, one or two things. Yeah. Um, People ask me this actually, like, what was the moment? Where, what's the <laughs> moment? I don't have a moment. There was no, and, and that was frustrating too. I thought there was going to be a revelation or miracle yeah. moment and uh, uh, angels from heaven type deal. And that's not how it was. But I can tell you that there were a few experiences and I'll dive into them where I felt like lights were going on gradually. That inspiration was slowly yeah, coming. Yeah. Um, and one of them was I got invited. I had a really great friend group in high school. I was blessed with some really great friends. And one of my uh, good friends, her dad is a stake president, and he invited all of us over to eat brownies and to have like a little scripture moment. And, and all my friends were going, and so I said, okay, I'll go. And I remember while we were there, he shared some scriptures just from the Book of Mormon about um, continuing to trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I really needed at that time because when you feel like giving up, trusting the Lord seems impossible. Yeah. It seems like that's the scariest thing and I don't know how to do that right now. And so he shared those scriptures and I felt just a, 
not not like wow there's peace but like a, a a nice feeling of it will be okay it's not right now mm -hmm. you're you're struggling right now but it will be okay and what he's saying there is you should you should be listening to this and so that that was one moment where i was like okay and i think every time you have even just a small bit of that light it motivates you to keep going maybe i can find some more maybe i can find some more maybe i can make sense of where i am right now by stepping and sometimes those steps are centimeter steps and yeah. that's okay and that's what i realized is you can take centimeter steps while you don't know everything yeah well and it seems like what you're saying is that you learned getting a testimony is not just one big moment there are Definitely. little steps little moments and maintaining a testimony is little steps and little moments and what i love about that is you're a ballroom dancer yes and so when you know a dance, when you feel like this is ready to perform, how, do, how does learning a dance and all the little steps that you have to learn relate to the process of your testimony? I like that. I really like that analogy. You have to sometimes do things over and over and over again. And sometimes the choreography just really isn't working in that part of the dance. So you scrap it, you start over, and that's okay. Start fresh. Um, and then something else with dance is it's constantly building. So if you know a step in the cha-cha, for example, then you can build to the next step in the cha-cha and then you add the arms. So it builds, it slowly is building and that's just like faith. You build from something and you eventually have this whole dance and maybe that whole dance is your testimony, but it's building and... Well, and do you stop dancing once you've been in one competition no yeah you no know, it's you it's forever and you keep practicing and yeah. people see that performance maybe that performance could equate to you're giving your testimony people are hearing your testimony but there's also hours of work behind that that testimony and that performance of that dance is built through the hours of practice and trying and trying and trying yeah i love that um now that you're a missionary um what's your working definition of faith and I never really thought about that before because we say well faith is a hope for things that aren't seen yeah. right but maybe there are different definitions of faith and, and working definitions of faith throughout our lives um, when when you're going to teach people about the gospel how will you define faith that's different from what you said in the beginning about this little presence yeah how, what what is faith now like yeah. if someone said in order for me to have faith do i have to know the church is true do i have to know all the things are true what would you say no faith, faith is not a perfect knowledge definitely not a perfect knowledge and i think one of my favorite ways to think about faith is that faith is believing something and then aligning your actions with that belief mm -hmm. if you believe in in ghosts then you're going to act on that and you're going to be scared whenever you go in a haunted house. Just as if, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to align your actions to follow Him. So it's, you can have faith in anything, but really changing your actions to show that you have that faith is, is how you know you're exercising your faith. I like the word exercising because that implies that you're doing something. Faith is doing something. Faith isn't just, I have it. Faith is, I am doing something about it. Yeah. Let me ask you one last question. Um, with all the questions about why that you asked in high school 
and you ask the question, you know, why am I putting mission papers in? <laughs> why I'm sure people have asked you that. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite why question now that you, that you really feel like I like thinking about it? It helps me to ask this why question. What's, what's your favorite? Hmm, I love that. I'd say my favorite why is just why am I here? right now. Why am I here? And, and that means why am I here as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Why am I a missionary? And that is because I know there is goodness here. I have felt it. And uh, my dad growing up, one of my favorite things that he would tell us all the time is he would quote the scripture, by their fruits you shall know them. And honestly, that can apply to anything in our lives. But I love applying it to the gospel and seeing what the fruits of this gospel are. And I know that this gospel brings us peace and it brings us hope and direction. And even if those are in small glimpses, it's still there and it's still support in a world that is so hard. And so my favorite why to ask is why am I here? And it's because the gospel is good and Jesus Christ is good. Yeah, and, and that's enough. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's enough. Totally, totally. Yeah, well, and I appreciate you Sister Barker, sharing your story with us because you are good and, and you represent that we can have goodness in a moment without knowing that everything is good. We can have goodness in that moment and appreciate the steps that we're taking and, and we have time to learn the dance. We have, we have time to listen to the music and enjoy it as Absolutely. we're going. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. I'm so glad you're a missionary. Thank you. I am so excited to be a missionary. Yes, yeah. it's awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much.